Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 25th of June 2022. This is Andrew and your other readers are Jane, Graham and Jean. The editor this week is Mary. Most of us are members of Team 4 and we welcome Graham who joins us as one of DTN's relief readers. Many of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. The headlines this week are Honoured at Windsor Castle, Runner's Marathon Effort for Charity, and Charity Games to End. Now, these and other stories follow, but first, an important announcement. The Decorum Talking Newspaper's annual general meeting is booked for 2pm on Saturday the 3rd of September at the Adyfield Community Centre in Queen Square, HP2 4EW. The local mayors will be attending and a nice tea will be provided. We're also planning an interesting quiz for you. We will organise a minibus to get you there and home again, but you must ring the secretary on 217918 to book a place, leaving your name, address and telephone number. It'll be a good opportunity to meet other listeners and the many members of the DTN team of volunteers. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, here is the news. Hello, my name is Jane. A children's services manager at Hertfordshire County Council has received an MBE from His Royal Highness Charles, Prince of Wales. Pretty Nequain, the family safeguarding manager and a qualified social worker, received her award at Windsor Castle on Wednesday, June 8th. Pretty, whose career started in Zimbabwe, was nominated for an MBE in the Queen's New Year Honours for her commitment to children's social care during the COVID-19 pandemic. Before Pretty went to Windsor Castle, she was invited to attend the Queen's National Service of Thanksgiving at St Paul's Cathedral in London. Pretty said, I dedicate these honours to all my colleagues within Family Safeguarding Services at Hertfordshire County Council for their committed teamwork, continued support and for working so tirelessly, particularly during the COVID pandemic and beyond. She has been working the County Council for 19 years and helped to implement the Hertfordshire Family Safeguarding Model. Pretty also helped devise the frontline programme for social worker training and recruitment. Pretty said, this is such an incredible privilege and a double honour to not only be recognised by Her Majesty the Queen for my MBE, but to also be invited to this private event, which will give thanks for the incredible contribution the Queen has made to the people of the UK and around the world during her 70-year reign. Councillor Fiona Thompson, Hertfordshire County Council's Executive Member for Children, Young People and Families said, Pretty is an outstanding recipient of the MBE and embodies all that is right in caring for children. She is an exemplar to her colleagues. Joe Fisher, Executive Director of Children's Services at Hertfordshire County Council, said, We are immensely proud of Pretty, whose MBE is so richly deserved in recognition of her diligent and dedicated work to the children, young people and families of Hertfordshire. Hello, I'm Graham. 
A man from Kings Langley is set to finish his 12th half marathon in 12 months for a charity which raises money for children and young people with cancer. John Jones will finish his last race for Young Lives Versus Cancer in Southport next Sunday, June the 26th. John said, I'm really happy to join hashtag Team Young Lives. It's been a bumpy ride, complete with COVID infection, isolation, and missing a few of my planned races, but I'm doing this for a cause far greater than any of my setbacks. He added, I want to raise as much money as possible because cancer really turns families' lives upside down, and I want Young Lives versus Cancer to be there to support everyone who needs it. I'd love for people to get behind my challenge and help me hit my target. Since starting his challenge in August last year, John has faced his share of setbacks like COVID and injuries, but he has been determined to run the half marathons and has challenged himself to raise a total of £1,200, £100 for each race. His marathon tour started in London, then took John to Spain for Madrid Rock and Roll in September 2021. He returned to the UK to run races in Liverpool, Hampton Court, Southampton, Chester and Milton Keynes. The charity said that in Hertfordshire last year, it helped 104 children and young people living with cancer. Young Lives Versus Cancer gave out 78 financial grants to the value of £15,160, helping families to cope with the costs of cancer last year. Georgia Langley, Young Lives Versus Cancer fundraising events and engagement executive, said... For children and young people, the moment the doctor says cancer changes everything. The road ahead is suddenly unfamiliar, confusing and terrifying. She added, we are blown away by John's incredible efforts, which will make a massive difference for young people with cancer by helping us to ensure they are getting the right support they need. Hello, this is Jean. A Berkhamsted football charity started by Jack Dobby and his family will finish its 10 years of fundraising next month. This year's match will be dedicated to Nick Fox, a friend and fellow player who died in a car crash in March this year. The yearly matches were created by the family for Jack's uncle Steve, who had lung cancer in 2012. Jack said... We just wanted to do something for him whilst he was still alive, so we decided to do a charity football match for the Bob B. Moore Fund to raise funds for cancer research. The final match, which is held at Ashlyn School, will take place on July the 30th, what would have been Steve's 75th birthday. After the success of the first match, the fundraiser continued and has supported several local and international charities in its 10 years. The Willen Hospice, Hector's House and Rebuild Nepal, a charity started by Jack's mother, have received money that was raised at the matches. Rebuild Nepal has helped low-income families in the country to have a better life after the 2015 earthquake. The charity has built a school, clinics and homes for people in the affected areas. Jack's favourite memory from the matches was when the event had women playing. He said, It was all very male heavy. Then a young girl called Kat wanted to play. She plucked up the courage. In the tenth and final year, we've got at least six girls playing. 
the mixed gender teams pay to play football with this money going to the selected charity. This year's charity is Brain Research UK which Jack and his partner will raise money for when they take part in the London Marathon in October this year. The players are hoping to smash their £10,000 target and pass that milestone for their last game. And here's This Week in History. On June the 22nd in 1941, the German army invaded Russia. On this day last year, the Duchess of Cambridge revealed that she'd become a beekeeper and offered schoolchildren a taste of honey from her hives at her Norfolk home. On June the 23rd, 1956, General Nasser became Egypt's first president after an election in which voting was compulsory and he was the only candidate. On this day last year, research suggested trust in news coverage had grown in the UK with the coronavirus pandemic increasing the appetite for reliable and accurate reporting. On June the 24th in 1947, the series of flying saucer stories started when a pilot, Kenneth Arnold, reported seeing nine disc-shaped objects over Mount Rainier in Washington in the US. On June the 25th in 1968, comedian Tony Hancock killed himself in a hotel bedroom in Sydney, Australia. On this day last year, the final episode of Conan O'Brien's late show, late night show, aired. On June the 26th, 1962, a young American tennis player, Billie Jean Moffat, aged 18, knocked out top seed Margaret Smith, the match that began Billie Jean King's long reign at Wimbledon. On June the 27th, 1954, the first nuclear power station opened at Obninsk in Russia. And on this day last year, Edgbaston Cricket Ground was used as a mass vaccination centre. People in decorum are urged to give blood as NHS Blood and Transplant reveals its newest targets to save lives over the next year. 1,316 new donors are needed in the county to help save more lives. Over the next five years, one million more blood donors are needed to make sure that patients receive the right type of blood. Whilst most people are familiar with the main blood types, there are many subtypes that can provide a better match to improve treatment. And there is a specific urgency for more black African and black Caribbean donors whose blood can treat people with sickle cell. Sickle cell is the fastest growing genetic blood disorder in the UK and mostly affects people of black heritage. The disorder requires regular transfusions, most often with the specific blood subtype RO. Stephen Corns, Director of Blood Supply at NHS Blood and Transplant, said, Currently, we can only meet around half of the demand for RO blood through our existing donor base, and demand for this rare blood type is rising. He added, This means many sickle cell patients often receive less well-matched blood, which, while clinically suitable, can pose a longer-term risk to patients who receive regular transfusions. A mass public campaign is being held throughout June to identify people with the most needed blood types. 
Dr. Bola Owalabi, Director of Health Inequalities at NHS England, said, a shortage of blood donation from people of a black heritage often means that some patients don't receive the best blood type match and are therefore at risk of serious complications. Dr. Owalabi added, I would urge anyone who is able to give blood to come forward as soon as possible. You are vital in saving the lives of your neighbours, friends and communities who are battling this disease. People can book an appointment to donate blood online at blood.co.uk. A homeless charity has started a project that provides vulnerable people with new skills and an opportunity to gain confidence. Two child refugees from Ukraine have been given bikes from Hemel Hempstead charity Dents. The bike project by the homelessness charity made it possible for the children to be given bicycles so they can explore the local area with their host family and new friends. Joss Cox, Social Enterprise Manager at Dens, said, We are passionate about supporting our community in any way we can, whether that be providing training for our clients who have experienced homelessness, servicing a bike to make it safe, or finding someone an affordable bike to get to work or school. She added, Going forward, we are happy to offer Ukrainian refugees 50% off any bike at the bike project. The public can visit the bike shop at 1 Rossgate, Gaybridge, Hemel Hempstead, Tuesday to Friday, every week. People across decorum are told to take precautions when using cash machines. Hertfordshire police are warning local people to be vigilant after a spate of reports over ATM fraud. Several people have reported that their bank cards were retained by the ATM machines and they later discovered cash had been withdrawn from their accounts. Detective Sergeant Mark Favre from Hertfordshire Constabulary's Series Fraud and Cyber Unit said, It appears that these thefts are being achieved by a discrete device being placed over the card slot of the machine, which scans the card details, transmits the data to the criminal, and then blocks the card from being returned. He added, the best way to avoid this happening to you is to cancel or suspend your bank card if it is retained by an ATM. If you have a banking app on your phone, you may be able to freeze your card temporarily until you can establish what has happened. Detective Sergeant Favre also said people may need to call their bank to cancel or suspend the card until it has been recovered. The police are encouraging people to look at the machine before they use it. If it looks like it has been tampered with, the force advises not to use it. People are reminded to always use a hand to shield the pin when using a cash point keypad. Anything suspicious can be reported to the police on the non-emergency number 101. An entrepreneur is encouraging more women to take the leap and create their own businesses after winning Business Champion of the Year for Hertfordshire. Creative Stripes founder Lydia Berman was announced the winner of Hertfordshire's Town and County Business Champions Award at Copthorne Tara Hotel in May. Lydia, who is a former graphic design manager at Eurostar, said that it was great to win the award. She said, It's that recognition of knowing that we're doing something well. I'm building a sustainable business, 
I'm doing something that's helping other people and able to employ other contractors. Creative Stripes, which Lydia runs from her home with her Labrador under the desk, specializes in branding, design, and marketing strategies for small and medium-sized businesses and works closely with emerging startups. Aside from the creative side of the business, Lydia works as a mentor to encourage the next generation of young entrepreneurs to succeed in an increasingly difficult industry. Lydia wants to put a particular focus on aspiring businesswomen who, she says, must be supported to achieve greatness in a world that underestimates them. A yoga teacher has had a Ukrainian version of her picture book printed after she raised funds to print and translate it. Maria Oliver of Boxmoor Yoga, who raised £2,000 for the disaster's emergency committee has written Once Upon a Time, You, a yoga adventure which is now being printed in Ukrainian. Maria said, I wanted to be able to do something to help. I have seen teachers on social media asking where they can source books in Ukrainian for children who are starting to attend their schools. After two days of crowdfunding, Maria had almost hit her initial target of printing 200 picture books. She employed a young Ukrainian man, Denis Adruski, to translate her picture book, which will be given to children staying with host families in decorum. Maria said that Denis has been great to work with. She explained, Denis has been attending school in the local area for the last month and was able to translate my book during the May half-term break. Maria will give each child an English and Ukrainian version of the book to help develop their language skills as they adjust to life in the UK. Maria said, The story covers elements of yoga philosophy, such as kindness, bravery, forgiveness and not being greedy. I'm happy that I can also use it to try to help children who have fled the war. The author and teacher hopes to raise more money to continue to give these translated books to Ukrainian children in the local area. Poetry Shortlist. Three pupils from Hemel Hempstead and Burke Hempstead were shortlisted in the Hertfordshire contest. Students from Adafield Academy and Ashlyn School were among 20 shortlisted young poets who took part in Just Talk 2022 Mental Health Awareness Poetry Competition. Monique and Robert from Adafield Academy in Hemel Hempstead were both finalists for their poems on the theme of The Gift of Kindness. Jasmine from Ashton School in Burke Hempstead was highly commended for her piece in the 14 to 18 year old category. The competition's judges included local poet Kate Walton, Broxbourne MP Sir Charles Walker and mental health advocate Antonio Ferreira. Decorum Borough Council have started work to transform the Canal Fields play area in Berkhamsted. The site is closed while it is being completely refurbished. The playground and picnic area, which will be open in time for the summer holidays, will include a sand pit and inclusive play equipment. This project has been funded by contributions from developments in the local area. Canal Fields is the main park in Berkhamsted. It is an attractive green space centrally located between the High Street and Berkhamsted Railway Station. 
The park also benefits from the presence of the River Bullbourne, the Grand Union Canal and Berkhamsted Bowls Club. Parking is available with access from Broadwater. The park holds the Green Flag Award, the national standard for parks and open spaces in England and Wales. In the 18th century, the land now known as Canal Fields was largely wetland associated with the Bullbourne Chalk Stream. When the Grand Junction Canal, now the Grand Union Canal, was constructed in 1798 and later the railway in 1839, the land was raised using displaced soil and transformed into open fields. In 1865, Lord Brownlow wanted to enclose Berkhamsted Common and was willing to give the town land for the purpose of recreation as compensation. Canal fields formed part of the land considered, which was known at the time as St John's Brook. The Coram Borough Council has successfully prosecuted more people who failed to pay fixed penalty notices, FPNs, of £80. The 24 defendants were ordered to pay fines at East Berkshire Magistrates Court for offences of littering and breaches of public space protection orders, PSPOs. In total, they were ordered to pay fines of £5,280, costs of £3,540.40, and victim surcharge costs of £816. Enviro crime officers from District Enforcement, who patrol the borough seven days a week, issue on-the-spot fixed penalty notices of £80 if they witness people littering, failing to clean up after their dog, dropping cigarette ends or breaching PSPOs. Councillor Julie Banks, Decorum Borough Council portfolio holder for Community and Regulatory Services, said... The enforcement of littering and our PSPOs was introduced to make Decorum a cleaner and safer place for people to be proud of where they live, work and visit. She added, the majority of these prosecutions were for littering, which causes an unacceptable blight to our landscape. These successful prosecutions are important in showing residents and members of the public that we will follow up on unpaid fines by taking action for non-payment through the courts. Once issued, people have a period of 14 days to pay the fixed penalty notice. People who have received an FPN who are currently in financial difficulty are able to visit the Decorum Borough Council District Enforcement webpage for more information. Lasting Memories Cancer Trust is inviting students to host fun days in schools across the borough of Decorum. A cancer charity is inviting Decorum Primary Schools to support its Making Memories Day by holding activities to help raise funds for people living with cancer. Lasting Memories Cancer Trust, which supports people in Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire, is hoping that schools will make a time capsule or a collage of favourite memories hold a talent show, a non-uniform day, or a bake sale. Joe Capon, vice chairperson of the charity, said, Last year we ran a non-uniform day with a number of schools across the regions and were blown away by the support. This year we'd like to take it up a level and are asking local primary schools to host a range of fun activities on one day during the week of 11th to 15th of July. 
He added, the possibilities are endless to support the campaign and we'd love to hear from schools with their creative ideas. Schools that take part in a fun day during the week starting on Monday, July 11th, will be put into a prize draw to win a digital camera to capture more memories. Students can also enter a drawing competition where entries will be featured on the charity's social media. Lasting Memories Cancer Trust aims to make a difference to the well-being of people affected by cancer by providing financial help and funds to go and make memories for patients and their loved ones. People can find more information about the charity's fundraising week at lmcancertrust.co.uk. A sustainable restaurant group has opened a new outdoor dining spot in Burke Hampstead in time for the summer. Lussman's Sustainable Kitchen, which has opened in the former Bill's restaurant site, offers diners a range of food from British classics to French-inspired dishes. Burke Hampstead's newest eatery has 70 seats in its walled garden and is the group's fifth restaurant in a Grade 2 listed building. Andre Lussman, founder and managing director of Lussman's, believes it may have the largest outdoor dining space in the area. He said, there is nothing that says summer is here quite like alfresco dining. We are particularly excited to open the Burkhampstead Wall Garden this June, as it is the largest alfresco dining area in the vicinity with 70 covers, and we'll have large sturdy umbrellas providing complete shelter should it rain. The restaurant is now open at 163 to 165 High Street, Burkhampstead. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, letters to the editor and any more news. The following day trips are planned by Community Action Decorum to take place from July to September 2022. The schedule includes Grove House Gardens in Dunstable, Water's Edge in Marsworth, Lavender Farm in Hitchin, Southend-on-Sea, Hatfield House, the Rusty Gun Country Pub in Hitchin, Wild Raven Farm Shop in Rousham, Nobby's Farm in Great Billington, Wardown House and Museum in Luton, and a waterways experience in the Berkhamsted and Tring area. The day trips are for people living in decorum and will include pick-up points in Hemel, Berkhamsted, Northchurch, Pottenend, Nettledon, Little Gadston, Tring, Tring Rural Villages, Wigginton and Oldbury. All of the trips are accessible to people with mobility difficulties. For more information about the content and cost of the trips and to book, you can phone 212-888. Good news from the Macula Society. A new treatment for two types of macular disease has been approved for use on the NHS in England and Wales. The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, NICE, has published draft guidelines for the NHS recommending Roche's drug Ferisimab as a treatment for both wet age-related macular degeneration and diabetic macular oedema. The longer-lasting drug, which will be marketed as Verbissimo, is effective in improving vision or reducing vision loss. It is the first dual-action drug and tackles two pathways involved in blood vessel growth. 
Earlier this year, Roche published phase three data showing the majority of patients on clinical trials were able to go 12 or 16 weeks between injections. NICES's draft guidance has been published just a week after ferisimab was announced as the first treatment to be licensed by the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency. A consortium made up of regulatory authorities including the United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Singapore and Switzerland which aims to give people faster access to treatments. Helen Knight, Interim Director for Medicines Evaluation at NICE, said, I am delighted that we have been able to recommend this treatment to help tackle two leading causes of vision loss so close to its license just last week. We are determined to drive innovations like these into the hands of clinicians to help patients as soon as possible. The obituaries on the family announcement page include June Bennett, formerly of Lees Road, Hemel Hempstead, aged 92. Donald Charles Edward Evans, Don, of Ashmore Gardens, Hemel Hempstead, aged 85. Trevor Honour of North Church, aged 89. Robert Ted Lomas, a former local resident lately living in Dodge City, Kansas, aged 79. May they all rest in peace. And trustee notices for this week. Any persons having a claim against or an interest in the estate of Colin Stewart Parkin, deceased, late of Seven Bay Court, Dr Common Road, Berkhamstead, who died on the 12th of August 2021, are required to send written particulars to IBB Law LLP, The Berry, Church Street, Chesham, Buckinghamshire, HP5 1JE, on or before the 23rd of August 2022. Any persons having a claim against or interest in the estate of Doreen Bridges, deceased, late of Cherry Tree Manor, 8 Great Road, Hemel Hempstead, who died on the 27th of January 2022, are required to send written particulars to Picton Solicitors, LLP, 11 High Street, Tring, Hertfordshire, HP 23, 5AL, on or before the 23rd of August 2022. Now here are some figures about gamblers spending more and more on their habit. First of all, did you know that 58% of people with a household income of more than 100,000 a year gamble, compared to 32% of people with a household income of 20 to, 20 to 30,000 pounds a year? And 25% of gamblers have increased their habit over the last year, with those aged under 35 being three times as likely to be spending more. And on average, the under 35s who gamble spend £43 a month, but one in 12 of them say they spend more than £100, which means that it costs them at least £1,200 a year. And what's on at the cinema this week? Films include Elvis, Lightyear, Jurassic World, Dominion, Top Gun, Maverick, Thor, Love and Thunder, 
Doctor Who, classic movie double bill, where the crawdads sing Unlimited, Moonraker, Bond, 60th anniversary, Nitram, Unlimited screening, Good Luck to You, Leo Grande, Downton Abbey, A New Era, and many more. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Theatre. There are still a few tickets remaining for an event this Saturday, the 25th of June. Anything Goes, a musical by Cole Porter at the Boxmoor Playhouse, St John's Road, Boxmoor, Hemel Hempstead, Saturday, 25th of June, 2.30pm and 7.45pm. Visit hhtheatreco.com to book or phone 0333666. And comedy, Screaming Blue Murder, or SBM to its friends, is the Old Town Hall in Hemel Hempstead's monthly comedy club. This is the last in the series of some old favourites, plus some rising stars on the comedy scene. Don't miss out and treat yourself to an uplifting start to the week. Monday the 27th of June 2022 at 8pm. The acts are Jerry Kay and Ria Lena. The compere is Bennett Aaron. And it costs £10 to go in. It's 90 minutes in length plus an interval. And there's an age guidance of 18. To book, go to othboxoffice at decorum.gov.uk. And more local comedy, the Tringe Festival is back. The pre-Edinburgh Festival extravaganza returns after a two-year break. The Tringe is an established and hugely successful part of the UK comedy calendar, offering the perfect final rehearsal for both performers going to Edinburgh and those preparing for their autumn tours. Lasting three weeks, there are over 40 different acts previewing their Edinburgh shows, including Arthur Smith, Russell Kane, Zoe Lyons, Mitch Benn and Dr Phil Hammond. Well, when's it on? Saturday the 3rd to Saturday the 23rd of July. And where is it on? The gigs mainly take place in the Court Theatre on Station Road in Tring, plus there's some roving comedy in pubs in the town centre. You can buy tickets online at tringefestival.co.uk or visit the Tring Bookshop on Tring High Street. The Tring Summer Carnival is back in 2022 with four days of fun and entertainment. Thursday, 7th July, is Tring Together's Quiz Night. Trish Dowden of Tring Together will be returning to her role as Quizmaster for an evening of entertainment in the Tring Brewery Marquee. There is also rock and roll bingo to look forward to, and we have a barbecue. Tickets are £8 per person for teams of six, or £13 per person, to include food. Come and support the local town charity and maybe win a prize. Tickets from Trish at Tring Together org.uk or Tring Brewery Shop. Friday night, 8th July, is the Rennie Grove Beer and Band Festival. Saturday, 9th of July, is Carnival Day and the High Street Parade is back. 
Follow the parade down the high street from 11.45am, where it will end at Pound Meadow for the carnival to start midday till 5 o'clock. Plenty of food and drink stalls, plus lots of merchandise stalls, competitions and music. Plus vintage cars and the dog show, always a big hit. The main arena event for 2022 is the Vanda Space Wheel. Come and be amazed. The evening's entertainment in the Tring Brewery Marquee is the Pepper Show Band. On Sunday afternoon in the Tring Brewery Marquee, you will find Tring Blues Bar. For more information, visit tringtogether.org.uk. There's one month to go until we welcome the Queen's Baton Relay to Hemel Hempstead on Friday 8th of July 2022. The Queen's Baton Relay will culminate in the host city of Birmingham, where it will take a central role in the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games on the 28th of July 2022. The Queen's Baton Relay will be arriving in Hemel Hempstead Town Centre at approximately 6pm. The baton will start at the Rainbow Stage before passing through the Water Gardens and Old Town, arriving in Gaybridge Park at around 6.30pm. You will be able to watch and cheer on the Queen's Baton Relay at various points along the route. To celebrate the Queen's Baton Relay coming to Hemel, we will be holding a wellness festival in Gaybridge Park between 3.30pm to 7.30pm. There will be demonstrations from local sports groups, the opportunity to try out various sports and well-being activities, and entertainment for the younger members of the family, including face painting and arts and crafts. There will also be a range of food stalls in the park to grab a snack or some refreshments. There's just over three weeks to go until Watford's Best Love Free Outdoor Performance Arts Festival. Join Watford Palace Theatre on Saturday 16th of July from 12 till 8pm for the biggest street party in town, where you'll witness the Parade Watford Town Centre transformed into a giant marble run adventure. Make friends with a tropical island castaway and his pet lobster, be astounded by a seven metre high dance performance, party with Bangra and brass music and much, much more. A day of summer fun is guaranteed as the town centre becomes a buzz with the unexpected magical sights and sounds of spectacular theatre, circus, dance and music. All events are free and there's no need for tickets, just turn up. Imagine Watford is programmed by Watford Palace Theatre, generously funded by Watford Borough Council and Arts Council England. For more information, visit watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk. Letters to the editor this week include an email from Ron Glatter, headed, Hospital Plan is Nonsense. So, the West Hearts Hospitals Trust has clung to its previous decision to rule out a new emergency and specialist hospital on a clear, accessible site. What a surprise. The Trust's press release says that the key reason was the speed with which new and improved buildings are needed. This steered our thinking in 2020 and has been the overriding factor again today. We ruled out a new site option previously because it would add delay at best and at worst could fail to deliver altogether. Hold on a minute. 
That decision in 2020 was based on a study of just four new sites, all pre-selected by the Trust, and that they had rejected as unsuitable four years earlier, in 2016. No up-to-date review of potential sites was done then or later, so the process was flawed from the start, and the reasons advanced to justify it are, in my view, threadbare. Just as serious, a different specialist's report commissioned by the New Hospital Campaign, which was praised by the Trust's then-CEO as detailed, thorough and independent, and which came to entirely opposite conclusions about timing and risk, has been completely ignored in all the papers and discussions leading to the decisions. I feel that is indefensible. The cost of a proper, up-to-date review of alternative sites would be minuscule in the context of the £1 billion plus preferred option, and any difference in timing would be marginal given the intended 60-year lifespan of the redevelopment. And unless things change, given the huge estimated cost of the Trust's plan, there's a great risk that we will get the worst of all worlds, a hopelessly unsatisfactory compromise with much refurbishment of the present very unpopular site at West Watford. A letter from Ian Green, Director of Animal Aid. Hot cars can kill your dog. It would be so horrible to know that you were responsible for the premature death of your beloved pet dog. But tragically, every summer, many dogs die from heat stroke and dehydration when they are left alone in a car on a sunny day. The large amount of glass and small volume inside a car mean the temperature can quickly become much, much hotter than outside, even if you leave a window open. Please, never leave your dog in your car. A final email from Brenda Wilkinson. Well done to Harry. I watched the recent service for the Queen's Jubilee at St Paul's Cathedral. It was nice to see Prince Harry and Meghan. He didn't let his grandma down after all. Well done, Harry. Hertfordshire's County Council launched its new corporate plan earlier this year, setting out its vision to create a cleaner, greener and healthier county for residents. To demonstrate the work being done to achieve this, a series of A Day in the Life videos was produced, showcasing County Council colleagues who embody this vision in their roles every day. The County Council has made 18 commitments within four strategic priorities to ensure Hertfordshire continues to be the county of opportunity for all, where people thrive, places prosper and the planet is protected. These strategic priorities are a cleaner and greener environment, healthy and fulfilling lives for all our residents, sustainable, responsible growth in our county and excellent council services for all. For more information, visit hertfordshire.org.uk Corporate Plan 2022. Hertfordshire County Council announced changes to social housing allocations. They've carried out a review of the social housing allocations policy to ensure properties are allocated to residents who are most in need. This means that the points awarded to applicants on the housing register who then bid on available properties will change in July based on their circumstances. 
Applicants need to ensure that their details on moving with decorum are updated promptly to ensure that they have the correct points, otherwise they could miss out on securing a property. Changes coming in from July include changes to the level of points awarded for those who are homeless, in temporary accommodation or under-occupying. Additional points will also be added for medical and welfare cases. Two children of the opposite sex will be able to share a room up to the age of 10, bringing decorum's policy in line with government standards. Village connection criteria have been reduced from a 10-year residency to a 5-year residency. An annual gross income limit will be introduced. This will be tiered against the size of the property. Applicants will have their points for time spent on the register removed. All applicants will have their pre-tenancy training points removed as these will no longer be awarded. Pre-tenancy online training is now a requirement for all those under 60 who are not applying for supported housing. And continuing the previous item, Councillor Margaret Griffiths, Member for Housing, said there is huge demand on our social housing. We want to make the best use of the homes we have and to be able to quickly and efficiently allocate properties to applicants who are most in need. These changes will prioritise applicants on our housing register based on their personal circumstances and level of housing need, ensuring that we are letting homes to households who cannot afford to rent or buy privately. We review our allocations policy every four years as a statutory legal requirement to make sure that it continues to act fairly and meet local housing demand in the area. We run a choice-based letting system and this is not a waiting list. Applicants who are considered adequately housed will need to look for alternative housing options. Now for some guidance in Decorum Life magazine about coping with hot weather. Most of us welcome hot weather, but when it's too hot for too long, there are health risks. In England, there are on average 2,000 heat-related deaths every year. If hot weather hits this summer, make sure it does not harm you or anyone you know. The main risks posed by a heat wave are not drinking enough water leading to dehydration, overheating, which can make symptoms worse for people who already have problems with their heart or their breathing, heat exhaustion and heat stroke. And continuing that, look out for those who may struggle to keep themselves cool and hydrated. Older people, those with underlying health conditions and those who live alone are particularly at risk. Stay cool indoors. Close curtains on rooms that face the sun to keep indoor spaces cooler. Remember, it may be cooler outdoors than indoors. Drink plenty of fluids and avoid excess alcohol. Never leave anyone in a closed, parked vehicle. Try to keep out of the sun between 11am and 3pm. Walk in the shade, apply sun cream regularly and wear a wide-brimmed hat if you have to go out in the heat. Avoid exercising in the hottest parts of the day and make sure you take water with you if you are travelling. A reminder for those interested in sports news. On Saturday afternoon, Three Counties Radio broadcast on FM 103.8, Heart Radio are on FM 97.6 and Talk Sport are on medium wave 
1089. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 4.44 a.m. and 9.25 p.m. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news on Memory Stick, please remove your Memory Stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Turn the label over and post it back to us at the AD Field Community Centre, The Queen's Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP2 4EW using any Royal Mail postbox. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it is goodbye from all your readers, the editor, and Gary, your technician for this week. <laughs>